Hello everyone, welcome back to the Football Roundtable, the place where you can find all things Premier League with a splash of Champions League talk as well. Remember to click that follow button on our Spotify page and make sure to check out my new football blog, topflightfootball.net. I appreciate all the support. Now, on today's episode, we'll be covering the Champions League results uh, from Wednesday and Thursday. We'll be covering any Premier League results that have passed since the last episode. And we'll be talking about the impact of the coronavirus on sports, on world football, and, and sports in general, and the sad news that we've gotten all around the world in terms of um, cancellations and games being postponed. And um, yeah, it's 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 been very unfortunate what we've gotten. Um, I'm alone on this episode. I'm at home in my lovely home in Maryland, and uh, I'm super glad to be back. But today, we're going to be covering all the matches that we didn't get a chance to talk through. And we'll start off with Spurs-Burnley ending 1-1 on Saturday, March 7th. Now, this is a big weekend, including the Manchester Derby, as well as Liverpool trying to get back on track of the win. Arsenal played West Ham. Crystal Palace played Watford after coming off of a big win against Liverpool. Sheffield United played Norwich, looking to get back into the top four race. Southampton-Newcastle, a mid-to-bottom table matchup. Wolves-Brighton, Wolves looking for a top spot, as well as Brighton looking to uh, secure their place in safety away from the relegation zone, and Spurs-Burnley, as I said. Now, Spurs-Burnley was at Turf Moor away from Spurs, and they ended with a 1-1 draw. Now... They barely got away with this one with a 1-1 Deli Ali penalty. Um, and it's just not looking too good for Spurs. They have Harry Kane out and Youngman's son. And, you know, they just got knocked out of the uh, of the Champions League by Leipzig. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But it's just not looking too good for Spurs towards the end of the season. Uh, Mourinho's impact has not looked that imminent. It's not looked very – it hasn't looked like it's been there. It doesn't look like they've all gotten on the same, gotten on the same page. And um, I think they kind of need to seize an offseason where they can bring in new players and, you know, kind of start on the right track for where Mourinho needs to be for the club because he's a fantastic manager. But, unfortunately, I don't think he has the tools to be successful at this moment. But I think Spurs are financially in a good position to get him the tools that he needs to start winning trophies for that club because I know that they are tired of coming up short, whether it was the Leicester title race where they finished in third, um, basically second, but on the last day they moved down to third, uh, or making it all the way to the Champions League final with Poch um, just to lose to Liverpool. And I certainly have no problem with that. But 1-1 this late in the season, um, top four doesn't look very likely for them. I think they're just looking to get a little bit of Europa League football in for next year. And um, they're trying to just finish off this season in not too bad of a spot. So that ended 1-1. I think Chris Wood and Deli Alley were the scorers. Then we move on to Wolves-Brighton, which was... A big match for Wolves, and they drew nil-nil as well. It seems like nobody wants to be in the top four as all these teams that are in contention for a Champions League spot next year with City out 
on the UEFA ban, they seem to just keep dropping points, and it really seems like nobody wants to make it in the top four this season. Um, so it'll be interesting to come with the later results like Sheffield and, um, you know, and, and Arsenal and, and teams like that, especially United. But Wolves ended nil-nil at the Molyneux at home, so those are points that they really wish they could have back. Move on to Southampton, Newcastle. Newcastle 1-0 against Southampton. Both teams very underwhelming seasons so far. Um, hopefully, uh, obviously, both of them will stay in the Premier League as it se- as it stands, but they've kind of been in a stalemate in terms of you know promotion and improvement throughout their clubs in the past couple of years. So, I think a one nil win for Newcastle is important for club morale. But not too much to add on this game. Now, important, moving on to the next one, Sheffield United-Norwich at Bramall Lane. Sheffield United come away 1-0, which is extremely important for them because I believe that was going to bring them into the top four spot. Um, As of now, no, Sheffield are in seventh by just two points. They're two points out, but they do have a game in hand. So if they win their next match, they will slide into that fifth-place spot. So they take advantage of playing a last-place Norwich, who have had a pretty underwhelming season, to say the least. And they walk away with three points, which is important. Watford Palace coming off of Watford. Their big win against Liverpool, shocking the world, with a 3-0 win last week. Um, They lose 1-0 at Selhurst. Now Watford are in the relegation battle. And, you know, dropping all three points there was was uh, not something they needed. And it kind of keeps Aston Villa and Bournemouth and everybody still in this fight as 16th, 17th, and 18th place are all level with 27 points. And Villa being in 19th with 25, they still have a game in hand, so they can move right into 16th with their next game. Now, I'm not sure what who they're playing, but Watford... You know, taking any points away from Palace this past weekend would have been important, and they didn't. They weren't able to do that because of a Jordan IU goal in the 28th minute. So that's that match. We will move on. What's what's after that one? After Palace Watford, we move on to Arsenal West Ham. Arsenal finally triumphant over West Ham. They were the one 0 win at the Emirates. Arsenal look to be in a tight position in the middle of the table. Um, it doesn't look like they're going to get Champions League football next year. Uh, they sit in ninth, but then again, nothing is impossible as they are only five points away with a game in hand, five points away with a game in hand from playing European football next year. Now, moving on to Liverpool-Bournemouth, they really needed a bounce-back uh, match. At Anfield, after the Watford loss and, you know, all these, and then the Chelsea loss and the FA Cup, which we can talk, we can briefly, you know, talk about. Um, They needed this win, and they got it. And when they went down early in the seventh minute, I believe, or something like that, the ninth minute from Callan Wilson, which was a foul on Joe Gomez for sure, definitely pushed him in the back. They missed it, even with VAR. Which pisses me off because it, it kind of gets on my nerves that the whole point of VAR was to, you know, make 
make officiating easier and make sure they get the calls that they would have missed without this technology. And the ball goes in the back of the net. It's instantly reviewed. And they reviewed it, and they didn't see anything. They, it was clearly a push. But Liverpool were able to bounce back in the 24th minute. Mohamed Salah getting the equalizer. And then just nine minutes later, Sadio Mane with what would be the game-winning goal. Liverpool hold on for 2-1. But they looked pretty much back to normal in terms of their way of play I was very impressed and that that style of play would move on to the Atletico Madrid Champions League match this which a couple days ago from when I'm recording and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit in a little bit but um I have a lot to say about that match that keeps Liverpool at the top of the table and with the next match that I'm going to talk about Liverpool just need Two more wins, six points to secure their first ever Premier League title in their club's history. So for me, that's a big deal. And um, I am so excited to hopefully see that day come. Hopefully the coronavirus that's been going around and, you know, kind of ruining world sports. Hopefully it's in time that we clinch it. And no matter how long the season is postponed till, if it is, um, that we will clinch the title and that nobody will be able to take it away from us. But that moves us into our next match, which was the game of the weekend, the Manchester Derby at Old Trafford. Now, whenever whenever City and United have played in the past couple of years, it's always really been City on the match, um, but the result is either way. Whether City can put away their chances or United get a lucky goal. I know at the beginning of the year... Um, United got a lucky penalty, and that kind of um, shifted, kind of turned the uh, turned the tables on the match and the run of play. But United, the first goal is from Martial, and Ederson got beaten near post, and he got a piece of it, and he really should have done better. So now they're when you're down one nil at Old Trafford, it's it's kind of tough to take anything away from that. Liverpool, obviously, earlier this year got lucky with an Adam Lallana late equalizer. But then late in the game, Ederson makes another mistake. He kind of throws the ball ahead of Fernandinho when they're trying to pile men forward to try to get that tying goal. And he throws it right to Scott McTominay, and he just he just puts it in from about 45 yards out when there's no goalie in the net. So Man United win 2-0 at home, and that puts them in a comfortable fifth place in, with 45 points. Um they're two points ahead with even games. Now, they just have to keep being consistent. Now, their next match is at Spurs. They do have a very tough schedule, um, which is unfortunate for them. But, you know, if they can grind through these matches and get results, then it just kind of shows that they deserve to be in uh, the Champions League next season. And then moving on to our second-to-last match of the weekend, Chelsea 4, Everton 0 at Stamford Bridge. I really thought this one was going to be closer, but Chelsea really came out uh, fighting from the beginning, and they uh, their performance was shown on the score sheet 4-0 with goals from Mason Mount in the 14th minute, Pedro in the 21st, William in the 54th, and then Giroud in the or uh, sorry, excuse me, William in the 51st and Giroud in the 54th. Um, seemed that Everton didn't show up for the match, um, and Chelsea were just ready, coming off of a big FA Cup win in the midweek. And then our last match of the weekend, Villa, it was a big match for them. 
um, going into it. They played Leicester at the King Power, but they, unfortunately they came, They went home with a 4-0 loss. Leicester now kind of securing their comfortable position in third. They're in third by about five points with 53 points. Um, Chelsea falling behind by about five. And, you know, we really thought that Leicester was, had some downward momentum and that if Villa had a had a shot to take some points off them, but Pepe Reina early on the game, as much as he has a deep spot in my heart as a as an old Liverpool player, he made some horrendous mistakes, um, including what led to the first goal. So a 4-0 win for Leicester. That's big for them. So as it stands on the table, we have Liverpool 82 points, following deep behind 57 points Manchester City, 53 points Leicester, and Chelsea, United, Wolves, Sheffield, Spurs, Arsenal. That's the top half in the relegation zone, in the relegation battle, excuse me. Brighton 29, West Ham 27, Watford 27, Bournemouth 27, Villa 25, and Norwich following way behind with 21 points. Now, that wraps up the Premier League recap from match week 30, I believe. And then we move to midweek. The coronavirus kind of storming over the footballing atmosphere and some stadiums were left empty for the second leg matchups for the Champions League round of 16 games. And uh, we started off, we started off on Tuesday. We had Atalanta in a high scoring game. Uh, Ilicic scoring a hat trick. Atalanta go through, go forward with an 8-4 aggregate score, a 4-3 in the match. It was a, uh, it was basically a shootout. Um, but Atalanta will move on to the next round. And then another goal fest with RB Leipzig taking down Tottenham Hotspur, knocking that, knocking the first out of two English teams out of the Champions League this season with a 3-0 win at home after coming off of a 1-0 loss uh, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on the first leg. Then we go on to PSG Dortmund, which was a great match for both legs. Um, Neymar in an empty stadium, Neymar and company with no Mbappe, they triumph with a 2-0 win over Dortmund. And now we move on to probably the match of the round, uh, Liverpool, Atletico Madrid. And honestly, in my in my opinion, I was I was very upset with how it how it ended. Liverpool came out firing. Um, we had about 70% possession. We had so many chances. And um, I believe the better team lost. You know, it's it's it was heartbreaking. Atletico did what they did best. They defended. They only conceded two goals in the game. Liverpool went up 2-1 on aggregate. But those away goals were killer. And the fact that Liverpool didn't get one in the first leg was um, was kind of their downfall in the end. Now... There were, uh, there were mistakes, and I think Atletico were praying that Liverpool were making mistakes. And the only mistake that Liverpool only made two mistakes, two three mistakes, and they capitalized on all three of them. So it's very sad in my eyes. Um, it just it's very unfortunate. Liverpool came out firing, so many chances, couldn't convert. Uh, Jan Oblak in goal for Atletico Madrid played outstanding. And uh, the red zone, most of the possession. It's just very unfortunate. It was kind of unlucky on the day. 
Um, I think it was Marcus Lorente had two goals, and they were both they were both stunning strikes. It got past Adrian. The first one was Adrian's mistake, kind of rolling it, rolling it in a bad position for for one of the center backs, and in a position where he was going to turn turn the ball over very easily. He turns the ball over. Marcus Alonso cuts onto his right and puts it into the far side corner. And for the second one, um, very subpar one-on-one defending. And, you know, he beats – Lorente beats Adrian near post this time. And it, it was unfortunate because we scored the first goal in the first half. Gini Wijnaldum, beautiful header into the corner. Uh, Obak got a piece of it. but um, And Anfield was behind the whole time. Even Joe Felix saying uh, he was absolutely blown away by the by the support by the Liverpool supporters and you know the atmosphere on European nights in Liverpool are always there and it's unfortunate that they couldn't come away with a win although I believe that the better team lost at the end of the day now we go into the coronavirus so Liverpool knocked out of the Champions League now and they're two games away from the Premier League so what started out as a possible treble will now only result in a possible one trophy season Premier League trophy um, unless you count the UEFA Super Cup as well as the Club World Cup I know I do because those are pieces of silverware and we have lifted them this season already but we move into the coronavirus and you know most leagues except for England have already shut down play it started out as they kind of just closed all the doors to the public as they did in the first leg or as they did in the second leg matches of the Champions League some some matches like Napoli and Barcelona, they they just outright, you know, canceled it altogether. Um, but it's so unfortunate that the, at this stage in the season, when football is so rampant and so popular, and it we're in, we're in such a deep stage in the season where, you know, we're, such enjoyable football is 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 on and is being played, that this virus is kind of shutting everything down. There's nothing we can do about it. This is this is bigger than football. Um, this is about safety. There's a lot of people that are getting it. I know uh, Antonio Rugani from Juventus, center back. He he tested positive for it. Mikel Arteta. This came out today um, on the 12th that he tested positive for the coronavirus as well. Many other players, and you know, I understand why they are shutting all of this down. It's just extremely unfortunate, you know. Um, but this is going to be a very short podcast. I'm just going to go through all, all the results and then the fixtures for next week. I just It's been a while, and we haven't really covered everything. But um, as of now, I th- the Premier League is the only league that's continuing their play. But this weekend, um, this weekend, the 15th or the 14th, we have Watford at Leicester, Bournemouth, uh host Crystal Palace, Man- Manchester City will host Burnley, Newcastle will host Sheffield United, Norwich hosts Southampton, and Villa hosts Chelsea. That's on Saturday. On Sunday, we have West Ham hosting Wolves, Spurs hosting United, which should be a game of the game of the weekend. And then to close off the match week, we have the Merseyside Derby at Goodison, the first one at Anfield ending 5 to 2, I believe. Um, in Liverpool's favor, this is the second. Uh, this is the third, actually. Um, Merseyside derby of the season. If 
you don't if you include the FA Cup where Curtis Jones uh put it away for one nil to move Liverpool on to the next round. Um but that should be a great game. It's always a great game. Derbies are awesome and hopefully the the virus isn't too bad that they have to cancel all these, but um the Premier League is yet to make a statement about their status of play uh, before they were going to keep the games going. Then they got this Mikel Arteta uh, announcement that he tested positive, and now they are meeting again, to, and they'll make an announcement tomorrow or tonight. I forgot what they said um, regarding the future of the later fixtures that still need to be played. So if none of these games can be played, they're not scrapping the season. That's not fair to Liverpool. That's not fair to the teams that are in a non-relegation spot. These are not fair to it's not fair to the teams that are in a position to play Champions League football next year. They're just going to postpone it and they're going to put it to a later date. I don't know when exactly they would finish off the season. Um because there's just so much football played around the world and I don't know when you can fit all these games in when you have stuff like the Euros this summer. You know, the Nations League, you have the Olympics too. Um, But this virus is kind of just putting a halt on everything. NBA, NHL, uh, MLB preseason. Um, There's just so many things that are stopping. And there's really, there's not much we know about what's going to happen later. But for now, we can kind of just focus on the possible matchups that could be played this weekend. And I'll start off with some predictions. Now... When I look at Watford Leicester, I, I at Vicarage Road, I kind of, you know, although they just came off of that one loss, I kind of look at some momentum and and the home support and the impact they can do. But Leicester finally got back to winning ways. I think it's going to be two nil Leicester on the road. It's going to be tough for them, but they'll do it. Um, it it just I don't know if Watford can get the job done, which will make the relegation battle even more interesting. Then we move on to Bournemouth Palace. Bournemouth also in the relegation fight. Uh, Palace extremely inconsistent this season as they seem to always finish in the 10th to 12th range on the table but I think it'll be a 1-1 draw you can mark that down 1-1 draw Bournemouth Crystal Palace then we move on to City Burnley I think there's going to be a whitewash I think it's going to be 4-0 to City especially at home even though they don't have a lot to play for in the Premier League this year knowing that they have the UEFA ban for the Champions League, so they're not really playing for Champions League football at the moment. They are miles behind Liverpool, I believe 19 points, so they're now playing for the Champions League. And it it just doesn't seem like they have much to play for, but I think it's Burnley and a mid-table team that doesn't produce a lot of goals and they concede a lot too. Um, I think City will put in four or five, depending on whether Aguero starts or whether Jesus starts. It should be interesting who's healthy for that because they will not be playing a second like Champions League match due to the coronavirus. So, depends on who they put out there. I think they I think it's going to be a goal rush for the for the uh the blue shirts. Let me move on to Newcastle Sheffield United, which is a mid-table team versus a team also fighting for relegation. Sheffield United travel to Newcastle to St. James's Park and I'm going to go with a nil-nil draw here. Both neither team not able to produce a lot of goals, I know. Um, you have Matt, you have the, uh, the James brothers or, um, I, I can't remember their names. Great story from earlier this season when, uh, one of the brothers scored his debut goal against Manchester United to win the game. I believe that was Sheffield United. Uh, so I'm going to go with nil, nil draw. Just, I don't think that either team is going to really produce a lot of chances. I think it's going to be 
one of the matches that you don't want to watch, and I think that's why it's going to be on NBC Sports Gold because it's really for the people that are Premier League diehards and will watch every match on 12 different TVs. Um, next, we have Norwich hosting Southampton. I think this will be an interesting match for Norwich. I think they'll pull away with a 1-0 win. Southampton, not necessarily a consistent team in terms of keeping the ball out of the net and as as well as putting the ball in the back of the net. So I, th- I, think, they will, I think they will concede one, but they won't get any chances in the back of the net. And Norwich will get some points to possibly get themselves back in the battle for safety. Uh, moving on. We have um, we have Aston Villa hosting Chelsea. Now, Chelsea are on a bit of a run right now, although they lost 4-0 to Bayern at home. Um, it's it's, it, it's going to be tough. I, I, I love to get on the back of Villa, and I, I love to root for them. You know, for, because I, I love Jack Grealish. I love their squad. I love Trezeguet. Um, you know, it, there's so much to root for them for. I like angles, you know, and but it's it's tough because they're not playing at a consistently, you know, they're not playing at a consistent level where they. I don't think they're going to be able to, you know, gain points, and I don't think they're going to pick up points and you know be able to survive. So, um, and Chelsea just coming off of that four 0 battering at at Goodison, at Stamford Bridge, excuse me. Um, so I think it'll be three nil, three one. Uh, for Chelsea, for the Blues, and then we move on to Sunday. We have West Ham hosting Wolves. Now, Wolves have a chance to really hop on, hop on the, or step on the gas here and get some points to get themselves in that top four, top five battle. If you don't include City for the Champions League, um, I think if Adama Traore, if he's healthy, if all the boys are healthy, you know Jimenez and Diego Jota and Doherty. I think if they're all there and they're all ready to play, then I think it'll be an easy three points for them. And I think Wolves will win. I think I, I'm going to go 2-1 here. I'm going to go 2-1. I'm, I'm not, I don't think they're going to be able to keep the ball out of the back of their net. So 2-1 away, which would be big points for them. Um, West Ham will stay in the middle of the table. And or Actually, no, they're also in the relegation relegation battle. Sorry, excuse me. Um, that'll put West Ham in a tough spot, knowing that they're in a three-way uh, tie with, with two other teams for 27 points and the 18th spot in the table, which is a relegation spot. So I think they'll drop points to Wolves. These are two teams that are looking to pick up important points to try to achieve the goals that they need to achieve, whether it's escaping the relegation zone or, you know, playing European football for the first time in your, in your club's history or playing for the first time in ages for your club. Um, Then we move to probably the match of the weekend Spurs hosting Manchester United. Now Spurs technically, still are they still are in this top four battle as well as Manchester United who are on a very hot hot run right now as they just came off of a uh, a 5-0 win in the Europa League with Igalo getting on the score sheet with a fantastic goal uh juggling it was it was juggling uh he juggled it a couple times then hit it with the left foot perfectly bar down but um I think the Manchester United players are coming off of a bit of a hot streak and I think Away, they'll take it to Spurs, who are very shaky at the moment. Mourinho's still trying to find his feet. You know, I think he's toes in in the pool right now, and you know, I think he really had to jump in and make himself known. Um, but it's very tough when you don't have the players that you need to kind of put your system into the works. So I think Manchester United will win two uh, 0 It'll kind of be they get up, they get up one 0 early, and then they kind of put it away when Spurs are trying to put men forward at the end. 
And then the last match to close off match week 31, I believe it is. It'll be Liverpool travel to Everton now at Goodison Park coming off of coming off of this um, very unfortunate defeat at home at Anfield. The first time in about, uh, I want to say, 40-something matches they, they lost at Anfield. Um, it'll be tough, but it's 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 about how the Reds bounce back from adversity in this one, and um, I think they'll win two one. I think it'll be gritty, just like the first match at Anfield. Um, but I think the Reds will come away with this one, and they'll put themselves in a position to be to be just one win away from lifting that Premier League trophy that they wanted so badly, and kind of completing Klopp's journey of uh, winning a Premier League title. You know, it's he uh, he wanted to, as it's a quote, he wanted to turn the supporters from doubters to believers. He's absolutely done that. Although he's gone through many finals where he's been defeated, the Europa League final, Capital One Cup, uh, Champions League final in 2018, he's bounced back and he's won the Champions League, the the UEFA Cup, or the UEFA Super Cup, the Club World Cup, what's soon to be a Premier League. You know, in the last 365 days, if you or once the Premier League season ends, if you were to ask me in the last 365 days we were to lift, uh, what is it, four pieces of silverware, I would have been absolutely ecstatic because I have not seen one in my whole career as a Liverpool fan in the nine years that I have been watching them. Um, I've not seen them lift one trophy. And so it's unfortunate um, it's unfortunate to have to do that, but I think we're it's time for winning ways now. I think it's time to be lifting trophies, and Klopp has proven that with his the evolution of his club, going from a Ricky Lambert, Stephen Cocker club uh, towards the end of Brendan, Brendan Rodgers' uh, era for the Reds, and he's now a it's now a team that features five of the eleven Team of the Year candidates or uh, Team of the Year starters from this year um, in the UEFA voting. And I think that's extremely impressive that he's come this this far from a Balotelli, Benteke strikers to Firmino, Mane, and Salah, with somebody like Origi on the bench that you can that you can bring on. It's it's absolutely fantastic. But um, I'm gonna go with two one. I think it's gonna be gritty. I think Liverpool are gonna concede because they've seem to be they seem to be conceding a lot of goals lately. Although they're getting back to the same level that they were playing before before all of this kind of this little you know, speed bump in the road, hit them with, you know, Norwich, barely winning at Norwich, the Atletico first leg, Atletico second leg, Watford, Chelsea, you know, the West Ham comeback, all these games, it's kind of seemed like a little bump in their, in their path. Um, I think they're kind of back because they played absolutely fantastic against Atletico Madrid. It is so unfortunate. I can say it a billion times that they lost that game because I don't think they deserve that at all. Um, they just weren't able to put their chances away. But it was behind Leicester 4-0 away at the King Power. I think this is the best that they've performed in a situation like that all season long. And yes, you're gonna you're gonna there might be some criticism that the second best game they've played this season was one that they lost. It sounds ridiculous. In a season where they've only lost about they've lost less five games, about five games. Um it's ridiculous to say that, but I think on a performance level, I've 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 never seen a team I've never seen them play better than that, except for Leicester 4 0. So that's what I'm going to say. Um, they made three. The fact that they only made three mistakes and they got scored on all of them is very unfortunate, but it kind of kind of says something. It says that uh, Atletico Madrid were just a little bit more clinical. They were just way more clinical. They took advantage of their chances, and um, 
you know, in a position where Atletico Madrid were kind of putting nine or ten men behind the ball, it was it was always going to be tough to score goals, no, no matter where you're playing the game, whether it's an empty Anfield, an empty an empty Wanda Metropolitano in Madrid, no matter where it is, that was always going to be a tough matchup. And Simeone is a tactical genius. He knows what he he knows what he does, and he knows what he he knows what he's doing is is right and it's going to work. It's just unfortunate we came up a little bit short, and for that reason, our tournament is over. So once again, for the one millionth time, 2-1 Liverpool. That'll end off all of that, and I think for the next matchups in the Champions League, there really isn't a word. I think as of now, they're postponed. They have to. They kind of have to be. Um, but for now, I think that's where the positions are, so I'm not going to go into predictions for that. Um as that being said, now we're going to talk about the podcast a little bit. Um, I don't know because of this coronavirus, colleges have kind of been halted, and you know, meeting up with the rest of the guys, the rest of Roundtable FC has kind of been difficult. You know, and the fact that there isn't going to be a lot of football for a while, unless English Premier League stays playing, we're not going to have a lot to talk about. So I'll keep you updated, as well as the blog. If I'm constantly uploading on the blog, like I like I've been doing. Then you'll know that football is still going and you can keep up to date, hopefully, if you guys are interested. But uh, that being said, I appreciate all the support. We're just about to wrap up here. Um, it's just me by myself tonight, uh, today, or whenever you're listening to this. Um, hopefully, you've gotten this far. I extremely appreciate the support. Again, go drop a follow on the Spotify to keep up to, keep up to date with any new uploads um, in terms of podcasts. And uh, you can get notifications on that. And my football blog, if you get on the email list, you'll get an email every single time I post something new. And you can just go check that out and have a quick three, four-minute read. Um, but, yeah, any support that I can get, I, I strongly, I, I greatly appreciate it. And I love all the support I've already gotten. So thank you guys so much. And I'll see you next time. Peace.